Hi, welcome to the Sink or Swim podcast recording at M for Montreal. We're here at the gorgeous Lidiao podcast studio in downtown Montreal, where we're going behind the scenes with music supervisors from around the world to find out what they actually listen to in their daily lives. Music supervisors work to find the perfect song for every moment you see and hear on the screen. So what do these professional music matchmakers listen to when they're out on a run, on a train, hosting friends for dinner, or even making love? Keep listening to find out. In the studio today, we have Joss Dumas. Joss is originally from France, but he's been local here in Montreal for 15 years. He's the music supervisor at Bandit, who music supervised many projects across TV and film. Hey, Joss. Hey, Jules. <laughs> and we also have another Jules in the studio, Jules Zucker. Jules is an in-house music supervisor at Vice Media in Brooklyn, working on a wide variety of Vice-produced documentaries and series. Welcome, Jules. Thanks, Jules. Um, and lastly, we've got Dylan Ross in the studio. Dylan Ross is a sync coordinator for AM Licensing based in Toronto, who recently music supervised Francesca Scorsese's directorial debut, Fish Out of Water. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you, thank you. Good You're to be here. Actually, a fellow Canadian here uh, in Montreal. Absolutely, born and raised in London, Ontario. Nice. Well, I am very excited to hear what you all have to say about today's topic. Um, on today's episode, we're talking about music and love. These brave souls here are wearing their musical hearts on their sleeves, and we're going to be talking about how music has soundtracked some of the most romantic or intimate moments in their lives. So where are we going to start? <laughs> I think we need to dive right in. Um, have any of you ever received or made a mixtape as a love letter? I got a good one for this. Uh, my first girlfriend in grade nine, uh, when I went to tell her I loved her for the first time, I compiled a playlist on YouTube because that was my version of making a mixtape in the modern era. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and so I compiled uh, all of her favorite kind of love songs um, into that and took her to the top of our local uh, ski hill. It was during the summertime, so it was all uh, just grass. Um, it was just us alone on top of the ski hill at night looking at the stars, uh, threw on that playlist and then our song, quote unquote, um, was Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so when that song came on on the playlist, that's when I was like, I love you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Very nice. It was a cool moment. <laughs> well, you are dating yourself here with the YouTube reference. Yeah. Like, I was thinking of it more in the cassette realm. Yeah. I'm only 26. Yeah, I mean, mine was really not in the cassette form either. It was just one of those burned CDs, you know? Oh, okay. Right. And so kind of in between. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, it's more a tribute of actually, that's more, it's more about what uh, the other person, my, my girlfriend, who's still my girlfriend today. And 12 years ago, I mean, uh, you know, we start, started um, making her those, those CDs on a regular basis. She was very often on the road. And um, so regularly I would just drop one in her, in her car. And, uh, and she's a great, uh, she has really great ears and super great um, uh, taste in music. And uh, one day she decided very bravely that she was going to make me one. And, oh. you know, bear in mind that it's at a time in my life where I'm already a music supervisor, you mm. know, so I'm professional kind of, you know. And so she, 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 was, she made this great, great selection and she titled it The First and The Last, <laughs> you know, as it's titled for the compilation. And I hardly knew two bands <laughs> in yeah. the whole selection and everything was awesome. Hmm. Oh, so, yeah, wow. She's, she's the best. A keeper. Well yeah. Cool. Nice. 
Yeah, she's a good one. So yeah. do you do you remember like what were the couple of songs on there? That I mean, you... I remember. I mean, bear in mind it was twelve years ago, so it's not exactly <laughs> super current. Okay. But uh, yeah, I remember discovering through her uh, bands like the Ads, like the Parting Gift, like uh, the Coat Hangers. You know, like this kind of garagey kind of scene. You know, and um, you know, which I still some of them I still actually love today. We've seen the Coat Hangers several times live and stuff. Okay, nice. And was there any artwork for this compilation, or was it just like handwritten names of songs? Or I think it was more handwritten. I don't remember a particular art, you know, artwork. Okay. Uh, but I definitely remember the content and the intent, hmm. which was absolutely awesome. Right. Really nice. Jules, any, any tales to share? Maybe this is a little different. Because it's a Spotify playlist, so I don't know if that counts. Yeah, but so, similar to mine. It so counts. <laughs> Spotify playlist definitely counts. I'm very interested in how music plays into like the narrative arc of people's relationships. So I remember maybe it was last year I posted on my Instagram and was like, can everyone send me one song that they think of when they think of the beginning of a relationship and then another song that they think of when they think of that same relationship ending? Um, and I got a lot of really cool responses because almost everyone had an answer because those are such striking memories and then sure. I put them all on a huge Spotify playlist and was like here you go everybody cool. uh, oh, soak in your own heartbreak very cool. <laughs> very cool. yeah I feel like we all have those albums that just immediately make us think of a past relationship <laughs> yep so did you actually contribute some songs to that playlist like your you know your songs that reminded you of a past relationship Oh, man, did I? I must have thrown them in <laughs> somewhere, like a little drama queen. Yeah. I, I know I listened to a lot of that, like, one Noah and the Whale album when oh, I went yeah. through a breakup in, like, college, so that was probably on there. Yeah. Does it, do either of you have a breakup album or, like, a an album you can't really listen to because of a past love? Sounds like you've been with your partner a long time, Josh. Yeah, I, mean, so I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say any specific album, but there's two artists probably who I listened to a lot when uh, I went through a breakup with my high school sweetheart who I was with for like most of high school. Um, it's mainly Black Bear. Um, he has a lot of great, uh, really emotional breakup-y songs, and, uh, as well as Lil Peep. He has like a really dark uh, kind of vibe to him that when I was in that kind of mindset after the breakup, it really was cathartic with me. And yeah, it really kind of helped me get through that mindset and past it. Yeah, I feel like I had a like a big, big cry session one time to Licky Lee after a breakup. Ooh, so that's a good Don't one. really go there anymore. Time flies, Licky Lee. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind uh, of interesting out. when you say don't even go there. Sometimes I feel, I don't know about you guys, but there are also albums that get completely burned by an experience you've had. I mean, you know you love them, but you cannot get yourself to put them on again because yeah. you're like, oh shit, it's all gonna come back to me and I really don't want this right now. Yeah, yeah. it's like my favorite Black Bear album. I went to see him perform it live with one of my exes and mm. now it's like, I can't listen to that album without thinking of that performance now. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, it's Mazzy Star. Mazzy like, Star, yeah, oh gosh, like, I, oh. For the longest time, I couldn't. They're yes. like time capsules, kind of. Like, yeah. I feel like you can listen, but it'll just take you back to exactly where you were when you listen to it the most. Yeah, so you got to be ready to get back into that mindset. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a friend who just can't listen to Hendrix because it was, like, there was a Hendrix song playing, like, when he got married the first time, and then that marriage didn't work out. I'm curious if any of you are married. Not I. I. I have been. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you do have some past loves to talk about. Um... Curious, uh, any any um, wedding song? 
memories to share? Do you? No, because we didn't have. We, we there, there were four of us at our wedding. Okay. So it was just really like <laughs> not this city hall wedding. vibes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. It was just two friends, and then we we went up somewhere. Okay. So, have any of you been to a wedding where there was like an interesting music moment or live music? Uh, yeah, my sister recently just got married, which was really cool. Uh, she put on for when she was walking up. I think it was, uh, it's the, I, I don't remember the name, but it's the Ed Sheeran song where he talks about wanting to get married. Um, and so it was, as she was walking up the aisle, played that song. It was a really cool moment, um, especially because she was like nervous because they started it a bit early before she was walking up. And she was like, oh, everybody's going to, it's going to be over by the time I get up. But it was actually perfect. And it turned out that when she was walking up, it was like right at the peak of the song. And it was a really nice moment. Nice. Okay, so some more questions. I'm curious, if you're having like a romantic dinner, at home. What kind of music would you put on? I got one. Yeah. Let me think. I have a whole playlist that actually, embarrassingly, now that I say it out loud, is called Penthouse Black Dress Twilight. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Say that again. Cool. Say you that know again. What? No. <laughs> Penthouse Black Dress Twilight? It's like setting the scene. I was like, please, that's the kind Spotify of music you'd want. Please. <laughs> But it's got one artist I think of when I think of that playlist or wanting to have a an intimate dinner party is Feist. I feel like Feist is perfect for that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. I feel like personally uh, my biggest dinner kind of artist lately has been Brickens. He has like a really great album. He just put out uh, Hypochondriac which is like a mix between, it's, it's hyper pop, um, but it's kind of, he's from Ohio, and so it's got like a real uh, Midwest kind of uh, rock inspiration. Um, and it's just a really cool, easy listening, has a lot of, you know, really deep things, and then some easy listening stuff, and just really powerful lyrics, and just really nice soundscapes, really easy listening for when you're just wanting to have a nice candlelit dinner. <laughs> but it's nice. hyper pop? Yeah, I was like eating really fast. <laughs> so he, he's really good at like uh, winding in and out of Ooh. you know getting a high energy and then going low energy and even like mid song he has some really good like tempo changes mid song and stuff and each track uh, flows into the next one. He doesn't have any like actual stops in between the songs. Uh, he makes sure that there's like an instrument playing over into the next song. So it's like really really cool to just like listen to that front to back and just let it flow. Joss, sexy <laughs> dinner. Where you, what, what's, what's, what's going on the, what's going on the Sonos or whatever you listen to? I mean, I'll be honest, for me, the dinners, when I think of, uh, hey, let's have a cool time with my girlfriend, let's take the time just to sit down and, 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 you know, sip some wine, make some food together, eat it and stuff. It's more about the vibe rather than the song, mm -hmm. you know, and I try to, uh, most of the time, I, I pick selections, I just quickly something that's more tuned into what we both like. And uh, so, be, you know, we're not going to be listening to songs, obviously, because we're going to be chatting and eating and stuff. But the background is something that is very familiar to both of us and makes us just feel, you know, that's okay, this is us, basically. Yeah. What sort of genre do you gravitate towards for that? For me, it's like the R&B <laughs> type of direction when I'm, when I'm having, like, a chill time. It's like Nick Hakeem kind of thing for like the dinner or there's an artist I really like bright bright black morning light oh yeah amazing and just it's you can barely hear the words it, it just mm. creates this very relaxing atmosphere sometimes jazz quite a bit of jazz like while cooking but when we're sitting down to eat it's more like you know put on something that's really chill yeah, yeah pretty cool it's funny the, the, the 
Royal Black Morning Light, that you were my album, no artist that you mentioned. I remember their first album when it came out. I was still living in Paris, and I had this uh, habit of like posting an album every week or something to talk about it quickly. And I remember listening to that album in the morning. I had never heard about them before, and being completely like taken by it. And like I was, I was like, okay, I have to post this stuff right now. And um, I mean, I it's the, so the, good. They just did, the second album I didn't like so much as much, but the first one is absolutely amazing. It is, and it's very kind of like this trippy kind of um, you know hippie-ish abstract pop kind of thing. Yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, it's it's great. And what about after dinner? <laughs> when okay, the question really is. Julie, let, come on. Let's get <laughs> to it. To okay, bed. you signed up to talk yeah. about love. <laughs> so after dinner, you know, um, just curious. Sex and music, music during sex, good or bad idea? Um, I think bad. Yeah, I used too. to think good. About, yeah, <laughs> I, I can concentrate right. on both kind of thing. <laughs> so if one is is you know overtakes the other, then it doesn't. Nothing works properly. Exactly. Or if it's like not just right, I'm like, this is a terrible needle drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is taking me out of it. I feel like it has to be really carefully done like, right and then if you're curating it too much that's creepy exactly no, no, yeah no, yeah absolutely. or like yeah like when you're going to put it on like right before that's just you know, a right. weird feeling it's yeah. kind of a really bad cliche in a way like it's something yeah, everybody expects yeah. you to do but at the same time i feel like it's probably the worst thing to do <laughs> you know because like you say if you overthink it too much it's kind of really weird yeah. and if you if, and, and if you just uh, pay too much attention to it then i don't know it kind of you know your mind right. is not in the right spot basically and when uh, someone else puts the music on, I feel like it teaches you something about them that is far more intimate than the sex. Because you're hmm. like, that's what you think we should listen to? Yeah. It can definitely go wrong. Yeah. Um, I would err on the side of caution, <laughs> for sure. I think white mood noise. setting, like, you know, music Rain at sounds. dinner, mood setting, really relaxing is a good idea. But maybe, mm -hmm. you know, when you're trying to actually connect with someone else, I think especially... When you're a music supervisor, it is just too distracting to have music on when you're when you're trying to focus on something else. Weird mm -hmm. owl. <laughs> okay, last question. So, does anyone have a memory of like high school slow dance? Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, it was everything I do, Brian Adams. <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, anyone else knows that Canadian gem, hmm. but. Um, but Did you have camp. high school dances? Yeah, it sounds like every every high school dance for me. They're all awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were all awkward. I mean, for me, it was like Stairway to Heaven. It always like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Which was way too long to slow dance with someone to. I mean, I don't particularly have a memory of those things because in France, we don't really have the, the dances at school and, and things that you guys have here. Mm. But I do remember something that someone said one day that was super funny. Um, and he says, okay, basically, um, the, the, at um, dance parties or whatever, whenever Hey Jude by the Beatles would come up, if you do not kiss the girl by the time it's over, <laughs> then you're a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so much time to work it out. To work it out. <laughs> if you don't do it, that's too bad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there are a lot of refrains in yeah. that song. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of chances in there. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, well, thanks a million for coming in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Montreal. Thank you. May it be full of love. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm going to close by just saying Erica Badu, okay? Right. <laughs> or Gregory Allen Isakov is a great one for me. Oh, yes. He's just really nice, relaxed, and 
Yeah, it really that puts me in one. the mood. SpongeBob theme song. Oh my God, you <laughs> no. goober! Okay, I'm coming over to you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all goofy goobers mm. on a all loop. Right. All right. Pass. Okay. I don't want to commit to no anything worries. that stuff. Right. All right. Okay. Thanks again. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.